Welcome back to another episode of the Velocity Cast. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. This week is a subject that I believe will help a lot of you. I know it helped me uh, as far as reframing some things and and actually taking time to appreciate accomplishments and to give myself uh, credit that I deserved when I historically had not. And so what we're going to dive into is redefining the concept of winning and defining it as full effort regardless of outcome. So trying to, in many ways, separate the success or failure of a situation from the outcome of that situation. Now, there are times where this is not appropriate and you know we can talk about those specifics, but for the most part, when it comes to assessing our own performance or uh, diagnosing how we handle the situation, it can be helpful to think of winning as putting forth the best possible effort because that is really the only thing that we can control in most circumstances. So most situations that we are going to encounter, we can't necessarily control the outcome or the results of that situation. Now, we may be able to influence them, and part of that influence is is going to boil down to effort and preparation. Uh, But at the end of the day, in most situations, we can only do our best to influence the outcome. And a lot of that is going to be left to chance. It's going to be left to what other people do. It's going to be left to all kinds of other circumstances that we really have no influence over. So, you know, let's, let's digest a, or analyze a typical situation, right? Let's say you are at work and you are going for a promotion. Maybe there's one spot available and it's you and a a few other coworkers who are all going after this situation. Now, there's certain criteria that need to be reached in order for you to be considered for this. So you, you know, do everything you can, you prepare, you, you know, have checked all the boxes essentially, and you get passed over for the promotion in favor of a coworker. That's in a situation or a circumstance where if you have done everything that you can do, if you checked all the the boxes, if you met the requirements for that promotion and you still were passed over, uh, you know, you can't necessarily influence the person ultimately making the decision uh, in order to directly affect the outcome. You know, this is a CrossFit competition is a a great example of this. And and obviously it's something I spent a lot of time uh, doing in my adult life, but most workouts are going to boil down to a number of factors, right? Maybe it's a movement that you're particularly skilled at. And so things line up well for you. It's a time domain that you tend to do better at than others. You know, everybody's going to come into each competition with their innate strengths and weaknesses and the strengths and weaknesses that they have prepared for in training. So let's say you you know, last season kind of fell short of some of your personal goals. So you tackle your weaknesses, you continue to make sure that your strengths remain your strengths. So you're not, you know, letting those things fall apart. You're, you know, working on all the things that you need to be working on. You're eating well, you're getting your sleep, you're hydrating, you're doing all that stuff. You're getting body work and focusing on recovery and mobility. If you do all of those things, and you prepare to the best of your ability, if you go into the competition feeling good, feeling prepared, feeling mentally and physically ready, and 
you know, let's say you take third instead of first, or maybe you don't make the podium or you lose a workout that you thought you could win, whatever. I used to drive myself crazy being upset about falling short and I fell short a lot. Um, you know, being upset about the end result, not going the way that I wanted it to go or being upset if I got beat on a workout by someone who I felt like I shouldn't have been beat by. But at the end of the day, I have no control over those individuals I'm competing against. I have no control over external environmental factors. You know, we've seen this at the CrossFit games a number of years, maybe one lane on the field or two lanes on the field are a little stickier or they didn't dry out from the rain the night before. And so it's tough to push a sled through that lane because the sun hasn't quite hit it to dry it out. There are all kinds of these factors that can happen that we have no influence or control over. We have no influence and control over what the other people that we're competing against are doing. The only thing that we can influence is our personal effort and our personal preparation. And so one of the things that I had to learn to do was to redefine success in terms of my personal preparation, in terms of the things that I did leading into a competition. If I had done all of the things that I could do, if I had done everything that was in my control, in my power to improve, if I had worked on my weaknesses, if I had made sure I was eating properly, sleeping, all of those things, if all of those boxes were checked and I still fell short, that weekend or that event ultimately is a win in the sense of what I was able to influence. And so you have to separate yourself from results sometimes because you can't control results. And you have to focus on building systems of consistent effort. So the next competition you go into, if you put in full effort and you do the same thing and you prepare the same way, and let's say you win this time, what changed, right, between those two events? If you think about it, nothing, really. I mean, obviously, the, the end result was better. But when it comes to your personal work and your preparation? What changed from the event that you didn't win to the event that you won? When it comes to what you were able to influence, nothing changed. Now, maybe the workouts were a little bit better for you. Maybe one of your uh, opponents that you were competing against came in, you know, injured or not feeling 100% or whatever. There are, there are all these things that could have happened between event one and event two. But none of those things were things that you personally did differently. And so I see this happen a lot, especially with high achievers or high performers where they beat themselves up over things that they can't control. And then it affects them mentally going into the next event or the next thing or the next presentation or the next talk or whatever it is. Focus on maximizing the things that you can control. Focus on putting full effort into the things that you're able to influence. And as long as you're consistently doing that, and you're consistently putting the effort in, it's just a matter of time and luck for things to work out in your favor. If external circumstances or things that you can't influence are the reason that you're falling short, beating yourself up about that is not going to do anything helpful for you. It's not going to help you better prepare the next time. In fact, it's probably going to discourage you from putting in the same amount of uh, preparation, same amount of effort, same amount of practice, whatever it is. So you have to detach yourself from those end results. You have to consider something a win if you have put the most effort that you can, if you're as prepared as you could be, if you did everything in your power to succeed, that must be considered a win. It has to. 
because then what you're focused on is the process and the effort and the, the preparation going into these moments, these events, these competitions, whatever it is. And if you're focused on that process, then you can create systems, then you can build systems and habits and, you know, put things in place that you can consistently do well and you can consistently do to prepare. Um, you know, I, I've talked a lot about Rick Rubin in, in both my newsletter and on these podcasts. And, you know, for anybody who doesn't know him, Rick Rubin is a legendary music producer. He's worked with artists, you know, from, you know, old hair metal bands to the Beastie Boys to Jay-Z to Adele. I mean, you know, this, this guy has had an influence on music in uh, massive, massive ways. And what he does working with these artists, because they put so much pressure on themselves to succeed, especially if you're somebody who has recently been placed in the spotlight, if you're someone who's recently achieved some level of, you know, public success and notoriety, a lot of times these artists and musicians start focusing on that. They start focusing on the external validation on the external wins. And he tries to discourage people from doing this because none of that is within the control of the artist. And if you start obsessing over these accolades and these results and these paydays and all these things, it takes away from your focus on the process and it takes away from your focus on the art. And so what he defines a successful, you know, song release or successful piece of art as is when you give it the stamp of approval and you release it into the world. And the process to get there has to be rigorous and there has to be discussion and back and forth and work and effort. And, you know, as the artist, you have to take pride in what you're doing and, and do the best job that you can when you're creating the song. But for, for Ruben, when the song is done and when the artist believes that it's the best it can be and when, you know, if he's working with these artists, when he gives it the stamp of approval as well as the producer and he says, yes, this is the best version of this song. When they're in agreement and they release it into the world, that is the success. That is the win. The creation of the thing with the best effort is the win. And then it's about focusing on the next thing and moving on to the next. Because you can't control the critical response from the audience who's going to listen to that song. You know, it, art is a, a realm where this is especially important because a lot of it is purely subjective. There's no objective way to say, yes, this is good art or bad art. You're, you're talking about tastes and nuance and personal opinions. And so if you are an artist, especially, or you're creating something and distributing it, you know, in the world as a whole, if you're, even if you're a content creator, if you're making content, if you're writing, if you're, you know, if you're podcasting, whatever you're doing, if you've created something that you authentically believe in, that has your genuine voice, if you think it's the best version of that thing and you give it your stamp of approval and you release it, you have to just call that a win and move on to the next. What you can't do is agonize over what people will think or well, will it be well received? You know, will I get more listeners, subscribers? Will people like this or not? Because none of those things are in your control. And so, you know, to take it back to the beginning, we talk about high achievers. A lot of times we overly focus on the outcomes 
and do not focus enough on appreciating the effort and the work that went into something. It's easy to lose sight of the climb and the journey when you're only focused on the destination. It's easy to lose sight of the work that you did and the things that you accomplished along the way when you're only focused on the outcome. And so while you're beating yourself up for falling short or not winning or you know things going against you that are not in your control, the double-edged sword of this is you're also not recognizing what you did right along the way. You're not focused on the effort along the way. And this can influence your next decision or your next creation or your next piece of work. And you may not do some of the things that you did well because you're not thinking about that process or focused on that process. And, you know, it's not always appropriate to just think about and just focus on the effort. There are some things that, you know, are objective, uh, the objective results matter. But even in those circumstances, most of the time, if you actually sit and analyze the results uh, and, and kind of, you know, the end result of these things that we do, whether it's a work presentation or taking a test or, you know, applying for a job or whatever it is, most of the time, there is very few to really almost no situations I can think of where there is not an influence of some uncontrollable external circumstance. I can't think of, and, and if you can, I'd love to hear from you, but I can't think of any situations where the end result is 100% in our control. I guess depending on how you define the you know end result or do you define the the test or whatever that there could be those instances but even on an exam if you're studying for a final exam yes it's about objective knowledge and you have to be prepared and you have to have studied the right things but you know there have been a number of times in my academic career where i studied and put in the time and the effort and did as well as i could in preparing and there were still things that threw me for a loop or there were still questions that i didn't quite understand and so I don't think there was anything more I could have done in those instances to be more prepared. Now, on the flip side, if you're wondering to yourself, did I truly put full effort in or, you know, did I prepare as much as I can? Can I call this a success? We all know instinctively upon reflection whether or not we genuinely put in our full effort into achieving something. It's going to be surprisingly easy for you to determine upon looking back whether you actually put full effort into achieving the result that you wanted to achieve. If you're honest with yourself, I think we can all look back and find examples of times where we definitely didn't put in the full effort. And by contrast, you can find examples of times where you did. And so this is not a justification for you to just blow off the end result and be like, oh, I did the best I could. You have to be honest with yourself and you have to really assess, did I do everything in my control to prepare? And if you didn't, that's okay. What I want you to focus on is how can 
I do a better job the next time? How can I more adequately prepare the next time? How can I put full effort in the next time that I am in a similar situation? And so if you do have examples of things where maybe you fell short or maybe you didn't prepare as well as you should have, you know, maybe you didn't study enough for the exam. Maybe if we're talking about that competition example, maybe I didn't really eat well enough or follow my nutrition plan. Maybe I didn't get enough sleep leading up to the competition. You know, maybe I avoided working on a weakness knowing that it would probably show up again. These are all instances where, okay, you definitely did not do everything in your power and in your control to, you know, influence the end result in a positive way for you. And so just take that as a lesson for the next time and use that to focus on perfecting your process and preparing as well as you can the next time you're faced with a similar situation. And if you next time around are able to do all those things, if you're able to prepare as well as you can, then take solace in the fact that you've done everything in your control to achieve the end result that you want. And at that point, it's up to external factors and it's up to chance. And there's nothing that we can do to influence either of those things. So focus on full effort, focus on being satisfied and happy with putting your best foot forward and try to detach yourself emotionally as best as you can from the end result and focus instead on the process. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Mm -hmm.